Odyssey Sports presents Big Time Baseball. Joining us right now to talk the Major League Baseball trade deadline, what we've seen thus far and what we're expecting to happen. It is great to welcome him back to the show. Odyssey Sports Major League Baseball insider, Major League Baseball columnist for my hometown newspaper, my favorite newspaper since I was a little kid, the New York Post, and he does a great job on the MLB Network as well. And that is our good friend John Heyman on Twitter at John Heyman. John, welcome back to the show. It's Nick and Ken. I'm guessing we're like your 25th radio interview of the day today ahead of the trade deadline. We sincerely appreciate the time. I'm sure it's a busy time for you, my friend. How's it going? Good. Thank you for welcoming me back. Yes, one, two, five. You're only my fifth. I'm not as popular as you think. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I'm sure you've been asked this before, but uh, give us an idea of kind of like what the what the next 24 hours might look like. Obviously, we saw, you know, Max Scherzer was the biggest name that got moved, but we saw some other trades that were kind of interesting, maybe not as many bombshell players aside from Scherzer. Do you think we're going to see some of those players in the next 24 hours? How, how busy, how exciting do you think this is going to get? Well, the one bombshell player that I think will be traded is Scherzer's former teammate with the Mets, uh, Justin Verlander. Other than that, I see a collection of, of good to very good starting pitchers potentially going, led by Eduardo Rodriguez and Jack Flaherty and a few others. Um, we'll see about Logan Gilbert, Mitch Keller, not, not a certainty there, or Stroman potentially, although I think that's probably a long shot at this point. Uh, but I think starting pitching is probably the best thing to go. I think, uh, you know, the Mets are going to be active, obviously. I think Canna and Pham should go sometime pretty soon, but not a lot of great position players remaining. And uh, it does feel like the Padres won't be trading Hayter or Snell or certainly Soto. And the Cubs uh, doesn't feel like they're trading Bellinger or probably Stroman, and obviously we know that Otani is staying put. So uh, some of the big pieces are out, but still looking at Justin Verlander and uh, a bunch of mid-range to good starters to go. John, what is your best guess as to where Justin Verlander ends up after the trade deadline? Well, I'll just say this. Uh, They want to get a great prospect. That's the way they're going to do it, and they're going to pay a lot of it down. So it doesn't necessarily have to go to the teams that we've heard about, the Dodgers and the Astros. So, you know, if if Steve Cohn is willing to pay down, you know, uh, 60% of it or two-thirds of it, and Verlander's been very good, he can get a great prospect back. So, uh, and, you know, teams, even a small market team, may be willing to pay 10 or $15 million dollars for a Verlander. So, um, you know, I, I think it's very difficult to predict. And uh, the only teams we've heard are the Astros are interested in the Dodgers, we believe are as well. So, I mean, maybe those are the best guesses, but we, we and, and the Giants could make sense too. But um, so, you know, he's going to, he's very likely to go somewhere, but could be anywhere. That's, that's the most inter- interesting thing about it. You know, when you have, normally when you have a big player with big money, only going to go to a big market team. In this case, could be anywhere. John, there have been like some surprising teams, I think, this year that maybe people didn't think would be in like the buyer seat or maybe adding a player because they have the potential to make the playoffs, maybe win a World Series or at least kind of make a deep run. You know, Baltimore in the AL would probably be a team that fits that description. Maybe a team like the Reds in the NL would probably also fit that description. Are these 
kind of like viewed as buyers? Are, do, could you see them adding pieces? I know a lot of players have been kind of attached to Baltimore as they're interested. A lot of players have been attached to the Reds, but they all seem like long shots. Kind of your, your smaller market teams. It's funny because Verlander, there was like a rumor that the Reds were, were kind of in on him, you know, not confirmed or anything. What about kind of these, these smaller market teams or these teams that aren't the Yankees or the Dodgers maybe getting better? Could you see Baltimore or Cincinnati doing anything? Yeah, I mean, I think you put it well that Baltimore and Cincinnati are looked on as buyers. Until they actually buy something, though, I think we just look at them as buyers. Uh, I do expect them to do something. Uh, they do need starting pitcher pitching, uh, at least one. Um, I think the Orioles are a really good team. You know, they could make some waves. Uh, their rotation is pretty good, but we've thought all along they could use one big-time starter. So, you know, obviously Berlander from Virginia, maybe he'd accept, he would accept that. We'll see. And then you've got the Reds. Um, you know, it's a little bit tougher to see them go to the Reds, but you never know. Uh, the Reds have a very talented team. They've got a great nucleus of position players. They've done a great job with that. And they have some good young stars. Abbott's been great. You know, once Hunter Green comes back, that's a plus. But so many young starters, I don't think they have the innings really to compete. So they absolutely have to get a starter to really be a bona fide real world series contender. They're obviously a contender in their division and a contender for the playoff spot, but I think they have to get a starter. Uh, the Baltimore, I think they should get a starter and they have great prospects. I mean, obviously they're not trading Gunnar Henderson or Jackson holiday, but they've got other guys that they could deal. The Texas Rangers got a pair of starters, Jordan Montgomery from the St. Louis Cardinals, and of course the big one, Max Scherzer from the New York Mets, because uh, DeGrom didn't, hasn't worked out thus far, so we'll get another uh, another Mets starting pitcher. Max Scherzer comes over to Texas. The Rangers find themselves right now a game ahead of the Houston Astros, first place in the American League West, minus 110, so a very small favorite to win the division at our show sponsor, BetMGM, obviously one of the best teams in the American League. John, now with the additions of, of Scherzer and Montgomery, obviously uh, specifically Max Scherzer now, what is the ultimate upside for the 2023 Texas Rangers plus 400 to win the American League, nine to one to win the World Series this year? I mean, they're really good. I know they had a rough weekend at San Diego, and San Diego finally showing what they can do. But I know when Texas came in here, I was very impressed. I have a nine hitter, Leody Tavares. He had about a 900 OPS when he came through New York, and that's pretty good. And most teams uh, kind of weak in the number nine spot. Uh, one to nine, I don't think anybody's better in terms of the lineup. And they obviously have very talented pitchers. They've added Scherzer, Montgomery. They added uh, Roldis Chapman. So uh, they've done probably not only more than anybody, probably twice as much as anybody. And uh, they're a major factor. You know, I don't, I'm not going to say they're the favorite. I see the Braves as the favorite at this moment, at least in my mind. Uh, but they certainly are a major factor and a clear World Series contender. And, uh, you know, even though the Orioles have a better record, uh, you got to think that that veteran starting pitching for Texas probably puts them in a little better stead in terms of potentially getting to the World Series. John, you mentioned Marcus Stroman. You think it's unlikely the Cubs will trade him. I think the Cubs have already gone on record saying they're not going to trade Cody Bellinger, basically like one of their best position players. So it seems like the Cubs, because of a recent run of success, it's been things kind of one, you know, this seems like Otani, right? If the Angels were really bad, maybe they would trade him, but they won a little bit. So now they can keep him. Okay, well, the Cubs, I think won seven in a row. They lost the other night. They're four games back of the Reds in the division. Are you surprised 
that they took this strategy of like, let's, let's not trade anybody. Let's kind of not go for it, not buy necessarily, but like try to win the division. They're four back. They're four to one to win the NL central. They're behind the reds to be fair. have been a kind of a surprising story. Are you surprised by the Cubs strategy? And do you think they can actually win the division? No, I mean, it's exactly what I thought, you know, as of four or five days ago, they were leaning sell, but you know, this is one thing where small market time where small mark. I mean, uh, small sample size actually plays out and two, three, four games can make a difference. They have a winning record. It's a big market team. There's, you know, some expectations, a positive run differential, the best run differential in that league. So I, I would think that they are a buyer. I, in fact, I thought the Mets should be a buyer. I, I encourage teams to be buyers rather than sellers. I, I get it. They could have had a good sale with the Stroman and uh, Bellinger. But, you know, Stroman hasn't pitched that great lately, so I'm not sure exactly what they would get for him. And, you know, I mean, I think they want to give themselves a shot. I mean, why, why, uh, you know, call in the season? Why give up? I, I, I like it. I like the fact that they're going for it. I don't expect them to be huge buyers because, like you said, they're four out. They'll have a log jam of teams that's basically four to five games ahead of them. Uh, you know, now there's two teams in their division, the Brewers and the Reds, but you've got the Marlins, the Phillies, the Di- Diamondbacks and the Giants. And, of course, you've got the Padres still trying who are a little behind them. But uh, I give them credit for going for it. I, I applaud that. You better, you bet here with Nick and Ken, Magnificent Football Monday, talking the Major League Baseball trade deadline. Odyssey Sports Major League Baseball insider, our pal John Heyman on Twitter at John Heyman. Uh, I am a Yankee fan, so I will ask about the Yankees. Also, I think they're pretty interesting right now. They suck, but maybe they'll be buyers ahead of the deadline. We'll see what Brian Cashman opts to do. Uh, embarrassing loss for the Yankees on Sunday night against Baltimore and what's been an embarrassing season for the Bronx Bombers, who currently find themselves in last place in the American League East. Uh, John, I know a bunch of Yankees fans that think, hey, we can make a couple big trade deadline acquisitions. American League's a little wide open. Maybe the Yankees can make a run. What do you think the Yankees are going to do can the Yankees make a run? Will the Yankees make a run? Yeah, I, I think that they're uh, leaning by. I think they probably will buy some pieces. Um, you know, it's not clear exactly what they can do. It's a difficult situation that they're in. Uh, the, the positional market is really, frankly, terrible. Without Bellinger and Grichuk, Crone gone, they didn't even call on Grichuk. They would have been interested in Bellinger, but they, they'd like a left-handed hitting left fielder, you know, maybe Dylan Carlson, he's still out there. Maybe they're thinking bigger. Maybe they're thinking of somebody we're not thinking of because it doesn't look like they have any quick fixes out there. Their offense has been terrible. Their OPS plus is 94. That's not good. Obviously, Severino is a worry at this point. A lot of issues. Catcher they could upgrade. I mean, I guess they could live with third base for now. Long term, that's an issue as well. So, uh, you know, for $290 million, they got a lot of issues, but and they're in last place, but at least they're hanging in there and appear to be uh, going for it to some degree. When I say to some degree, I don't think they're going to spend the money to get a Sal Perez or you know, I mean, I, 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 or a Soto. Uh, Soto, I, I don't think he's getting traded anywhere anyway. But that would be a guy that would help. You know, a left fielder who bats left-handed and is one of the best three hitters in baseball that would help. But uh, he doesn't appear to be available. Uh, Cashman's really going to have to earn his keep for this one. Obviously, some of the moves, as you know, as a Yankee fan, have backfired in the last couple of years. The trade with Minnesota for IKF and Donaldson didn't really pay off. The Gallo trade didn't work. The extensions for Severino and um, Hicks did not work out. Uh, you know, they, Montas did not work. 
So a little bit of pressure uh, on Brian Cashman. Uh, they, they've been a winning team every year. They've won, gotten the playoffs 21 times. But uh, I think this is about the most pressure that he's ever felt, and he's in a difficult spot. I mean, if he comes up with something big, I, I got to have to give him a standing ovation because I, I really can't see what it, what it could be. John, we have like a, a minute, 90 seconds left. And, uh, you know, your appearances last year on the show, you know, especially when we got to the end of the season, close to where we are right now, 60 games to go, 50 games to go. We'd ask you about a lot of baseball award markets because um, they're, they're pretty interesting to talk about and because we like to bet on them. Now, several are, are not very interesting. I think a lot of people think Shohei Otani is going to win AL MVP. Ronald Acuna is going to win NL MVP. NL Cy Young, and you mentioned Stroman, Snell. Snell is obviously very much in the mix for the award. Seems like he's not going to get traded. It feels like a very wide-open award market right now. So in about a minute here, how do you think this plays out? Zach Gallen, Spencer Strider, Blake Snell, maybe somebody else. NL Cy Young, what do you, what do you think happens here down the stretch? Open, Like you said, I think Snell's an interesting one. I think he's probably been the best over the last six weeks. So uh, it was just okay uh, last night when I was watching, but – or yesterday, uh, but overall, he's been pretty good. Didn't make the all-star team. To me, he looks like the leader. I'd have to look more closely at the stats, but you're absolutely right. I mean, I don't know what the numbers are with Acuna. I would say that's a, a very strong case, and Otani, that one's over. You know, that one was over, whether they traded him the National League or whatever they did with him, it's over. And I, I've never seen an MVP race that's, been, that's over this early, but it, it's over. Uh, but yeah, wide open. I agree. Uh, Snell, I think, is the leader for the National League. John, sincerely appreciate it. Love having you on the show. Thanks for coming on and sharing your expertise and what's a very busy time and a very busy day. Check him out, Odyssey Sports Major League Baseball Insider. Read his work at the New York Post, and you can also watch it on the MLB Network. Appreciate it, my friend. Stay well. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Good talking to you guys.